Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome into the third hour. You are listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Yeah, you know, coming up next on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, uh, live from the TireRack.com studios, we'll be talking about, well, I don't know, but we'll find out from Jonas and, and Q. The reason why I had to bring us in to the, the the show for a third hour is because, well, Roberto and Lee's, uh, you know, their bellies are, are really, really uh, in an uproar, very offensive right now, and, well... We have Jonas on field tap right now, and he's he's live on location on uh, Sepulveda. Uh, what's <laughs> what's going on out there, Jonas? Uh, it's better than what's going on in there. I'll say that right now. You guys are foul. You are you are filthy. It's every hallway you turn down inside the studio, you walk right in to someone's ass. Every hallway in the studio, it doesn't, it, it doesn't stop. It's everywhere. Oh, <laughs> this is uh, yeah. hey Jonas. Good for you for putting your foot down. For a guy who prides himself on proper hygiene, yeah. a guy who doesn't even eat, he sacrifices, folks. He doesn't eat 
ever just so that he doesn't have to potentially put someone through the endurance of dealing with his flatulence. Mm. So, uh, Jonas, point. I'm glad you're putting your foot down. Um, I, I know we're trying to get the field tap hooked up right now. Meanwhile, mm. you're on your, your cell phone. Uh, hopefully you can find a warm place to, to sit down and do the show, maybe mm. next to one of those bums that's out by the other. I mean, the he is out there in the mix. So where, where he is, he certainly could meet a couple friends along the way that may have – uh, a worse smell than Berto or Lee put together. I mean, there's a pot, there's that possibility. I, I got news for you. There, there's not a drug addict in Sherman Oaks that wouldn't be an upgrade over what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, in that my studio right oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's a bit much, Jones. That's, that's a bit much. That's a bit like, much. It is. It's just. It's. It is uh, way too much on your end. Hey. Uh, but hey. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Brady, what's what, what's the party scene like in KC right now? What, what are you feeling there? Oh, I mean, it will just be – first off, they're ripping darts, right? I've already told you guys. <laughs> like, they're, they're at least when I was there in KC, like, you could still smoke you know, normal cigarettes in, in restaurants or bars, at least some of them. They'll be eating some of the greatest barbecue you've ever had in your life, tipping back on some whiskey – um, maybe some bourbon too, just ripping darts left and right, celebrating. But here's the thing is they got to be careful. they got to pace themselves because this team might be celebrating these Super Bowls quite often through the course of the, the uh, next few years. Considering how young this team is, considering they've got their starting quarterback under contract for forever, and Andy Reid's coming back, at least for another year. So I would say enjoy it, KC fans. Party hard. You deserve it. Congrats to the Chiefs, uh, the Hunt family as well. But pace yourselves because a year from now you might be doing the same thing. I'm glad you brought up Coach Andy Reid. Were you guys paying attention to the post-game uh, celebration uh, when, when Terry Bradshaw <laughs> – what was he doing? He told Terry Bradshaw told Coach Reed, can you waddle over here? <laughs> hey, big guy. Hey, big guy, can you waddle over here? <laughs> I said, wait, wait, hold on. Like, did he just ask Coach Reed to waddle? Yes, he did. And then he called him an old-ass man or something to that effect. Like, you're yes, old like me. Like, he was – he was joning on Coach Reed. Bad idea. Like, hey, you're coming back. You're old like me. Like, what's that like? You got you to gotta be in the twilight of your career now, right? And I, I thought it was pretty interesting. That, that was an interesting observation. Hey, uh, by the way, I didn't even know that there was some speculation that Reed was going to walk away. Like, I didn't even know that there, that was a possibility he was going to retire. I think so actually I you, you speculated that last week during Super Bowl week as you threw out a Did lot I? of uh, different things, yeah. And then yeah. that well, got I mean, picked at, up on, at obviously. That point, I, at that point, I mean, look, we're just spitballing. All right, we broke down every single angle in this game. We broke down every, every talking point and storyline. So some people were just making stuff up by about Wednesday or Thursday last week. I, so. I see a homeless person walking, pacing back and forth outside our studio windows. I'm, I'm really getting – oh, oh, wait, that's Jonas. Never mind. My, yeah. My bad. <laughs> uh, my bad. Yeah, my uh, bad. Uh, can, can I ask this, Jonas? What can Lee, Roberto, maybe even LeVar, which I, I was told that LeVar got in the mix there. Yeah, I mean, what I just can they do to get you victim. back? I don't live in victimhood. I strike back. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no, but they said that it, you you struck back, but it almost created a disaster, if you know what I mean. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> all thing, of it though, is LeVar, close to a disaster. 
LeVar took the sanitizer wipe yes. that he had on the microphone to drown out the smell. Yes. And he took that off and covered his mouth yes. and, and nose with it, which I don't even think is healthy to it's do. It's definitely to not. <laughs> it's def- to walk but, into the studio yeah. to try and gas them up and then ended up getting gassed himself. And, and they blocked me. Brian- they blocked me from oh, getting yeah. out of the room. <laughs> they blocked me from getting out of the room. So there's that. is out of control. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I, okay. Why, it brings me back to this point. What can we do to get you back? Hmm. I look, I just, I needed a segment. All right. I just want the first, I need to, to breathe fresh air because there's no, normally I would just go outside the studio for a couple of minutes, like in the hallway, but the hallways aren't safe. All right. Let me I, ask you guys. billowing out everywhere. Let me ask you guys this. On those, on those Jalen Hurts short yardage, um, QB keepers. What was your over? What would your over under be of of three to four flagellations during the course of that play? Are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under? Since I'm since take this the is under, a top, I, topic, I, if it was that three and a half, I take the under. I think three, three. I think you get three. Maybe. I mean, you 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 were in the mix though. You know more than I do. Like I when I if I was sneaking the football, I'm just trying to get where I need to go and get down. I'm not thinking about all the flatulence. Mm. You were the one that was in there pushing around trying yeah. to make stuff happen. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably a lot more, and I'd probably oh. say that there was um, matter involved in it as well. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I would say because of the, the amount of, of strain and struggle and, and grunting that took place, I, I would say it's probably a lot more, especially for the guys that were right there, like a, a center, like a Kelsey or your guards or your def- your nose, your zero tech, like right there where you're right in the mix of like all of the mayhem. I think that there's a whole lot of straining, just a whole lot of straining. And so there you go. Okay. I, I would take the over. Hey, Brady, you said they were going to at some point look at that play and maybe uh, outlaw it. So what do, you, what do you think that new play will look like? Is it the fact that there are three guys bunched up behind him, shoving him at the same time? Yeah, it's, it, that's what's going to change it. They're not going to allow people to shove him moving forward. So it, it'll, it should go back to the old rule. I just think when you, when you hear about the competition committee and, and what they meet and they go over, and, and I don't have any insight on this. This is just my guess because I, I think as teams and coaches in particular you know, go to those meetings, they're going to say, this play not only is dangerous, which anytime you put player safety into the conversation, it grabs everyone's attention, but also it just the success rate is so high, much like the PAT was back when it was so close. They're like, we need to move it back because it, it almost creates this you know, unstoppable force and we can't, you know, we, we can't allow us to continue to happen. So I think they'll try to change the rule back where you're not allowed to push a player, which eliminates some of that, you know, I, I guess the, the wedge itself. And look, Philly's got the best offensive line in the league. So credit to them. They're going to win more quarterback sneaks more often than not because how good that group is. But there was, there was one time in particular Hurts did not get it until a second effort yeah. when he was shoved and, and across. And if they called him dead, I, I was right. sitting there, if they called that play dead because his forward progress was stopped, then, then that, that's a big moment in the game. That's a yep. pretty significant moment. You know what else that came from that those those plays that I was sitting there thinking about was the That's idea. 
It was, was oh, the, he's back. Yeah, yeah he's back. Better. He's back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, that, good that 10 minutes. That seemed a little dramatic, I'll be good. honest with you. It, uh, it, it, it was it, a good bit. It, it was a good it's, 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 it's It was a good actually, radio bit. It was a good bit. It's, but, it's, but, not, a, it's bit. not a bit. Oh, These guys bit. smell. It's a bit. Come on. Yeah. I mean, locker room smell on part of this, you know. Well, he. I mean, it's been a while since Jonas has been a locker room. That's a good point. Like, since ever. Yeah. Hey, um. Pretend like I'm a reporter. You know, the whole idea of. My name is Peter Gaze. Oh, wow. Do you think people picked up on that? Probably not. <laughs> not the first name, but the last <laughs> name. It's pretty interesting. Oh, man. You know, they had, they, you know, well, anyway. So, you know, with uh, the, the line of scrimmage being a conversation, you know, all week long, who would have the stronger line of scrimmage? Who would be able to handle, you know, what was going to come their way? And seemingly, you'd have to think that, the way they pushed those guys back on on that play was, in a way, it was demoralizing. It's like we're coming out here and we are going to shove this thing down your throat. Which at the <laughs> for for a moment there, it, it made me it made me curious as to why they did not stay with the run more than what they more than what they did. You know. Well, because uh, I actually thought Casey did a good job against Philly on the more traditional runs or, or even some of the zone read that was designed in there. You know, it seemed like we, we kind of got enamored with the short yardage plays and the quarterback sneaks or, or even when they ran that, you know, quarterback sweep with Hurts for the touchdown. But by and large, Casey did a pretty good job. I mean, and, and I think the other thing is, you know that you can't just win that way. Like I, I think I think Philly knew if they got if they got into this game, they weren't just going to be able to run the football, eat up clock. Do that was not going to be the way to go beat the Kansas City Chiefs because they could put together a second half like they did, where they go out and score every single drive. I mean, and honestly, too, I think they scored on what or had a chance to score, I should say, on six of the eight. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at that the missed field goal in the first half, they had a couple punts, but that was it. I mean, they scored every drive after that. So I think Philly knew they had to throw the football. And bottom line is Hertz was phenomenal on third down. Yeah. He was. He, him to go, uh, Goddard was unbelievable. Truth. There was three separate catches. I was like, if you're a KC fan, you have to be pulling your hair out. There's nothing you can do. They got pressure in Hertz's face. They got coverage that they wanted. I mean, that one time Leo Chanel had his hand in between yeah. – Goddard's hands, yep. and he still came down with it. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable, and, and so you got to give them credit because they just—it was just a better throw, better route, better catch, and there's nothing they could do about it. So, I—I I, don't—I mean, at the end of the day, if you—if you're a Philly fan, if you want to blame the fishing, that's fine. You had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Like looking back on all of it, like that was a pretty significant play. It didn't happen at the end of the game. But that really kind of kept KC in the game and kept giving them momentum. Uh, you know, there was another key drop, too, by one of those Philly receivers, the the one that where they went deep, and Jalen Hurts put it right on it his Quez hands. Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, there were there were plays that, that Philly certainly gave away or left on the table. There's, there's no reason for them to to look at it being anything else other than 
they made more mistakes than what Kansas City did and and cuz they all made plays. Both teams made plays, but again, the coach in me, I still go back to I know we wouldn't have been able to win the game running the ball all game, but I certainly to me I I would have worked to to establish it more than what I saw them do just for the simple fact that that's the DNA of that team and that's really what has worked for them all season long was establishing that run first. I mean, you think about it, San Francisco did a good job against them running the ball in in the championship or in yeah, in the championship game. It was the big plays. They kept churning and churning and, and grinding on them, and then boom, a big play would pop for them in the running know, though, game. Dude, they, they outgained them by almost 80 yards, yeah. and they, they outscored them. Yeah. Philly outscored KC. Yeah, I just I think that the, the, the problem with throwing the ball is you're going to figure out if you're going to score or if you're going to punt way quicker than if you're running, if you're able to gouge them or run them and, and play defense. Now, with that being said, your defense has to give you the ability and the opportunity to run the ball and pound it out. And, you know, seemingly seven points for three quarters, seven points in the first, seven in the second, seven in the third. Like, to me, I almost feel as though you needed to run the ball more. Philly, that, that's just me. Philly ran out of time. Like yeah, I, oh, of I don't, I don't they think did. like they ran out of time. They, I think time, if they man, if they get the for the last drive, they they ran out if, of time if, for certain. If they get that ball back, they I I would feel strongly about them going down the field. And yeah, scoring. but you could say that if KC gets I the agree. ball back, you go back and sc- look. The bottom line is Philly did everything they probably planned out to do. I mean, they only rushed or threw the ball six more times than when they they actually rushed it. It wasn't like they were that imbalanced. And they held the football for almost 12 minutes more than KC. Yeah. They were 13 of 20 on third down and fourth down. Like, that literally tells the story. They were methodically moving the football down the field. Like, they can't do much else. You just can't give up a punt return for darn near a touchdown, which would have been the first in NFL history. That's fair. And you can't give up a fumble for a touchdown. And and you got to hope that KC makes some mistakes, which, look, they had a missed field goal. They had two separate penalties that extended drives for Philly. You can't ask for much, much more. Like, KC's a good team. No I just, the bottom line is, like, you could say, oh, I ran out of time. KC could, would have said they ran out of time then. So, I mean, it goes, the better team, ultimately, because they have the best quarterback in the league and better coaching, in my opinion, won in a tight, solid game. So let me ask you guys this. Who's more responsible for the second half turnaround of the Kansas City Chiefs, is it Coach Reed or Coach Tordall? Who do you think is more <laughs> more responsible? For the that? way that man put his head down and ran that ball on that play, it was the juices from the gods <laughs> but, that played played the the major part. I was just in thinking all about this. those halftime adjustments. So what is? What I mean, was the think about, come think about if you're I like, don't know, dude. They got two dudes wide open. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore could have tripped, dropped. Stop, drop, rolled into the end zone. There was so wide open on both those touchdown plays. I mean, it was that pretty. Is true. It was, and and by the way, tell me this, Lavar. If you're on defense, or when someone's that wide open, like down in the red zone, and you know you're going to probably see them down in the red zone again, 
how are you not making an adjustment to that? I mean, the first time, right? And they yeah. did eventually. Like that last. No, they drive, didn't. The last didn't. drive actually. They the, never adjusted to the, it. That's the, why Sky Moore got the second touchdown. The, after that, on that last, that very last drive, they finally covered the guy trying to come back. I think it was Juju that tried to come back out, and they sat on top of him. But I, I mean, it shouldn't have taken that long to see that what they were doing was because the the reputation is they're crossers. All their plays come crossing crossing the the formation that's that's what they do they totally was playing off of the fact that okay we're anticipating them crossing can't let them get ahead of me crossing and then they came back out so they were it almost was like they created a dilemma and then an extra dilemma by bringing the back they put put a back into the flare and that guy's in the flare and then you have the guy that's sitting there and he's going back out to the flats as as the receiver it looked like it was a crack flare pass is what it was it's just as a defense that's a really really difficult play to defense knowing that they're going to run it they're probably if you play it to the outside if they adjust and play it to the outside you're in the wrong coverage and they you are have in the wrong, wrong adjustment that's the bottom line that is the that is the bottom line of it but if you were to adjust and play it in a switch technique where or a banjo technique some people would call um, banjo banjo where where when the guy comes back out that corner is still sitting there they're waiting on who's going to be the switch one two you're you're doing the count one two three if you're waiting for the new number one to come back out there was never someone out there waiting for the new number one he became the new number one and the corner was already gone so uh, you usually have a corner waiting there, you know, waiting for that guy to come back out. So I don't know what they were, they were trying to anticipate, but I do know this. If they would have did it the opposite direction and tried to cover it coming out, that receiver would have kept going across. The, they would have adjusted it, took the receiver across the, the, the formation, and then now whoever's covering it is probably going to be playing that that cover coverage from behind and you're going to hit it across across or running across your your defense there's a like lot, there's a lot of football jargon going on right yeah now. Oh, which so we good, saw though. we, we saw so what's great. his name this is what this is what jonas loves we saw Tariq on, hill we saw Tariq hill Shine make out. a living of running across the formations getting the ball in full speed and going and making but, big plays but remember when they were in trouble when they lost Tyreek hill <laughs> yeah sure, right you remember that yeah you remember how Tariq Hill was going to go to the Super Patrick Bowl with, with a better Tua? He became a better quarterback. He started seeing the field from the pocket better, playing from the pocket more. That that might have been something that helps extend his career because he doesn't have to worry about hanging on to the football to extend plays to allow Tyreek Hill to you know, un- uncover himself downfield. Like that may be one of the more low-key beneficial things for his career. Sounds crazy to say, but it's Jeez. true. How about this, though? Can we talk about – the position that Philly's in next year, because, look, it, it's great. They've been in the playoffs the past two years. They made a Super Bowl run this year. I'm going to tell you why. They've got a lot of rebuilding to do this offseason. Wow, how about that tease? Look at that. that was a, so I was just worried you were going to have to go back outside on the cell phone. No, no, no I'm, I'm good tease. now. I was able to clear out in time, just in time for the end of the segment. Yeah, here. whatever. So, well done. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so you heard the tease. Potentially troubling news for one team in the NFL, and it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 
3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So we are going to get into the rest of our over-unders. Right, we knocked out a few of those bad boys last hour. We're going to finish off the rest and see how we uh, how we did for the game. So we'll get to that here coming up uh, this hour later on on Fox Sports Radio. Before we get into the Philadelphia Eagle trouble that could be happening next year, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards or we can talk about how at discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time i mean talk about amazing learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply so the eagles were on the doorstep of winning a super bowl it did not happen there's been some speculation they could be losing both their coordinators to head coaching jobs in arizona and indianapolis but the trouble for philly does not stop there is that correct brady quinn that's correct and, and, and i shouldn't you know say it as trouble look Howie Roseman has done as good a job as any executive in the NFL of being able to rebuild a roster. We talked about, hey, you know, their last Super Bowl team, which was, what, six years ago, the 2016 uh, year? Yeah. They had seven starters still on the team from that standpoint, which is, is actually pretty remarkable. In, in most people's minds, they hear, oh, that's not that many. Uh, six years after, to have seven players, starters that are still on the roster, it actually is pretty legit. So 
kudos to him for the job that he's done and being able to maintain those guys, but also build out around him. But here's the problem. So I think we'd all agree they're going to have to pay Hurts, right? Yep. Yeah. So he's going to get a monster deal. That's going to take up a significant portion of their, of their salary cap, uh, depending on the, the, the structure of it. <clears throat> but here's what you're looking at having to move on from on defense. <clears throat> Starting D-tackle, Fletcher Cox. Defensive end, Brandon Graham. D-tackle, Javon Hargrave. <clears throat> James Bradbury at cornerback. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who started at safety for them. Uh, Marcus Epps, who also played a bunch and at times started for them at safety. TJ Edwards, their inside linebacker. Linval Joseph, Robert Quinn, and Dominick Sue, all guys who they signed on during the season. All those guys are unrestricted free agents. <clears throat> That's just defensively. Jason Kelsey, their starting center, future Hall of Famer, could retire, but either way, he's unrestricted free agent. You've then got Isaac Suamalu, who's their starting guard, uh, right guard. He's also an unrestricted free agent. Running back Miles Sanders, unrestricted free agent. And then guys like Boston Scott, Zach Pascal, uh, all, all unrestricted free agents. So the point I'm trying to make is when you look at this roster and the fact of this team trying to build back up to get back to another Super Bowl, it's drastically different compared to the Chiefs who just won. The Chiefs' biggest offseason concern and consideration is Orlando Brown, their left tackle. He's up to be a free agent. Outside of that, it's, all right, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent, Miko Hardman, Jarek McKinnon. That's about it. Everyone else is under contract. I mean, Chad Henney is, is retiring, so you might need to find a backup, a guy who come in and help you if Mahomes gets hurt. But that's it. So, you know, Travis Kelsey's under contract for three more years. Patrick Mahomes is under contract for nine more years. It's just an entirely different scenario for the Eagles. Not only one having to pay Hurts, which, by the way, is a good problem to have when you've got a, a quarterback who's displayed himself to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league and your starter and franchise quarterback, but you've got a ton of potential turnover on this roster. And so it, it might take some time to build this back up again, like we saw the last time Philly was able to get to a Super Bowl to get back to and a chance to win another one. Like Kansas City's been navigating these waters for a couple of years now. Well, another thing that you can leverage as Kansas City is getting a quality receiver at a legitimate, affordable price. Like so, if if that's Juju, they want to try to bring back if a one it's year deal, guys. Agency, who the hell wouldn't want to play? Whatever there? it is, you can bring guys back because you did it without Tariq Hill. So you've basically now set a a precedence that you know don't come in here trying to get no crazy money because we don't necessarily even need to pay you that. You know, we let Tariq Hill go be paid, and everybody thought that that would change the trajectory of this team. And it seems as though as long as they have. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, everyone else, y'all just y'all fit in. Like, make sure you fit in. And if you fit in, you come here and you'll win. It'll be the Patrick Mahomes, the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey um, way. That that it's now the their way, right? And, and you're and you're not lo- losing Steve Spagnola. You know, you might lose Eric Bieniemy. He's potentially looking to go to Washington. I know there's an offer for him to be on the Commando staff as their OC. Huh. Um, the who staff? The commandos. Okay. But, but again, you've got Matt Nagy in place who, you know, came back to coach quarterbacks and, and is kind of, you know, sitting there waiting to get another shot to get back in that OC position. So I think you're, you're prepared for that if it happens. Whereas, as, as Jonas, you just mentioned, reports are Gannon staying in Arizona to interview with the Arizona Cardinals. You'd have to think they've waited this long to, to be able to talk with him and potentially hire him as the guy. Um, and then on, on the other side, you've got, you know, uh, 
Shane Steichen, their OC for Philly, who looks to be, the, at least reportedly, the top candidate for the Colts job. And so then Nick Sirianni's got to start all over again. Now, they've got a quarterback coach who's pretty highly sought after in Brian Johnson. Um, you know, he's a guy who I think could elevate up into that spot. But again, he's green as far as play calling ability. And, and you don't know if you're going to go through some growing pains there. I, I just think it's a really interesting situation the Eagles find themselves in. But if anyone can do it, um, Howie Roseman can. You know, the way he's built up this team, this organization has been pretty incredible. And, and also just the reality, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing like we can people can scoff at it and say well you know but this time it's different okay well Cincinnati got back to an AFC championship game but they weren't able to get past New England was the last team to do it it just you know and you, I mean the NFC I would say is a lot more easier to navigate than the AFC but I, I just I think this was the year and I think Philly probably knew it because look at some of the moves that they did make they brought in people you know when they went out and got aggressive and, and traded for a Robert Quinn and stuff like this they were going for it this year because I think they realized we've got to pay Jalen Hurts eventually let's try and make this happen while we have the chance you had all sorts of things go your way leading up to the Super Bowl the injury to the 49ers you got the Giants for a third try and, and the Giants were no match whatsoever and that game was there at halftime for the taking everything was going in that direction and then the second half that was it just like they and and still there were opportunities there i just if i'm an eagles fan i look at this and go this is a blown opportunity for us like this is a blown chance for us to win a super bowl and now you pay jalen hurts and what's that what's what are we looking at for hurts what do you think like 50 million he's going to get a year i mean it's going to be yeah, the I mean, next that's, monster that's deal pro- yeah i get it and and this is always the the tough conversation to have right is no matter what you think where you rank jalen hurts amongst the quarterbacks in the nfl what they're getting paid he's the next guy up you know, it, it's what it costs for a gallon of gas. It's what it costs for, you know, a gallon of milk. You're, you're going to pay the price when you need it, and that's what the Eagles have. So, uh, you know, he'll probably average somewhere around $45 million a year, if not north of that. That would be my guess. Um, I don't think this thing will get contentious. I don't think that the Eagles wanted to. So we'll, we'll see what the final numbers look like. I always look for guarantees. Um, then the average annual value. Those are the two things that I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye on. And after the season he had, he's worth it. He's worth every penny of it. Because if he if he doesn't suffer the injury, he's the MVP of the league. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think if he if he doesn't miss those games because of the injury, he's, he's the MVP of the league, and he was fantastic last night. So. Well, he was the runner-up. Yeah. And runner-up to the guy that made him a runner-up last night. That's not That's not a loss. In your year, I know it's a missed opportunity, and I'll agree with you because I thought the better team was Philadelphia. But that's something that, again, if if they can navigate all the things that that Q threw out there, this is a team that could possibly be good for a, a, a long, extended amount of time if they have all you know if they have good coaching for one. You hate to hear it that they may lose that because it's like you you want to see the continuity and the experience play out. These were inexperienced Super Bowl coaches from top to bottom. And and then for me, you know, to, to see them possibly be able to bring back, you know, some of these guys. I mean, you got your, your wide receivers positions shored up pretty well. Now, you know, we didn't bring up Goddard, you know what I mean? So 
between that hit them, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, that's a that's a damn good. I mean, if you can, can but, to work with, but there's a lot of ifs and buts well, that's connected to what listening to what what they have to do to to maintain that team. Smith, though, you're a year away from having to to start talking about an extension. Yeah, you know, and what that's going to look like depending on you know how much he's he's going to ask for and his impact on it. So it's like I said again. Howie Roseman has navigated as well as anyone, I think, in the NFL. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that you know he's going to be able to figure out a way. It's just it's hard to keep it all together and be able to consistently make runs. And what's so impressive about Brett Veach and what they've done in Kansas City is they've found those building block pieces, and it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Chris Jones. You can maybe even say the case is it's Frank Clark, and then they've built out around them. And that's why I think the Orlando Brown Jr. piece is going to be huge. Yeah. And getting that left tackle solidified. And once that's done, you've got your five pieces. And they're able to – if they can continue to draft the way they've done and get that sort of production and talent out of Trent McDuffie and Brian Cook and Josh – or you know Jalen Watson and Josh Williams and George Karloftis and Pacheco and all these guys, right? I mean, even, even though Creed Humphrey and, and you know uh, Trey Smith, you know, not rookies, but – um, if they can continue to draft that way and those guys are all hits, like it's incredible to see what they're capable of doing for a long time. It's two pros and a cup of Joe Fox sports radio brought to you by the dollar shave club. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy. Gross with dollar shave club. You can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar shave club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad coming up next. It is the conclusion of our over unders recap for super bowl 57. It's all yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast. Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. If you miss any of this program, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. Right now, though, it is time for our progressive play of the day. The Chiefs, eight seconds away. That is Fox TV on the call. That is your progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So before we get to the conclusion of our over-unders, do want to mention this. Adam Schefter sent out the tweet earlier that Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen is scheduled, as we talked about, to fly to Indianapolis this afternoon. And when he's expected to finalize his deal to become the Colts, next head coach per a source so it looks like yes the Philadelphia Eagles will be replacing their offensive coordinator although it is the Colts I'll believe it when I see it because we remember what happened with Josh McDaniels so just saying until until we Replacing see the their off, uh, the, the Eagles are going to have to replace oh, their offense. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Here's the difference. Um, the Colts didn't tweet this out. Schefter reported it so it's a little, a little difference there. Colts put the uh, well, the the cart in front of the horse with the whole Josh McDaniels yes. thing. <laughs> they announced so, the hiring before he actually yeah, signed the contract. Before it was actually signed and hired. <laughs> See, that's the difference here. This is being reported by Schefter. The Colts have learned their lesson. They're not stating that Steichen's going to be their head coach. Yeah. So, so uh, apparently the Jeff Saturday era has, has come to its conclusion. But we'll have all the latest on that speculation coming up on tomorrow's show. Right now, though, it's time to finish up strong. As we look back, yeah, yeah, I've been losing. You know you're a lion, low life gambling degenerate. It's over under. All right, Lee, let's continue. How many more we got to bang through here? We're about halfway through, but we'll rattle through, uh, rattle through these quickly. Um, Brady, you were correct that Jalen Hurts would have the uh, first touchdown of the game. You actually called Jalen Hurts on that one, I think. Wow, basically jersey number under eleven and a half. Kenneth Gainwell, uh, literally, yeah, a half inch away from scoring. The length of, yeah. yeah. The length of Jonas. Mahomes had hit the over of three and a half yards on his first attempt. I'm not offended because he he told the truth. I'm not offended by that. Can't be offended by that. Brady and LeVar, you guys also correctly predicted there would be no chain measurements or at least under one and a half. You sure about that, Lee? It was under one and a half. Okay. It for sure was. Yeah. 
Uh, Hassan Reddick, no sacks, no sacks at all under uh, crazy for for the Eagles. There, that was uh, what we had our eyes on. Winner of the coin toss. So nobody won that. Uh, Jonas had that one actually so, under okay. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, at a half. Throw him up. Winner of the coin toss. Would they win or lose the game? Chiefs won the toss. They won the game. Broke the streak. That was Jonas and Lavar. You guys got that one. Travis Kelsey hit the over of 78 and a half yards receiving. He actually had eight for 81. Uh, Who who got that? Brady and Jonas. You guys got that one. Brady and Jonas. I missed that. Kelsey had six catches, didn't he? It was over on receiving yards. Over on receiving yards. At least at eight I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that one. I said under. Yes, you did. Okay, yeah, go, you weren't go. high on. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I was high on the defense doing well against them. Go ahead. Hate myself for having to look this up, but Jackson Mahomes uh, did not have any oh, TikToks during the game. He did have two after the game. He was the photo field. bombing everybody though. Yeah, but they weren't TikToks. Okay. Or I don't care. I mean, whatever. Right. No worries. Jeezly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, Never hit by then, you didn't care, huh? No, I didn't. Sure what, did what's not. your problem with Jackson Mahomes? Lee? Nothing by the time the game was over. <laughs> it was a problem with itself. <laughs> Brady and LeVar, you guys took uh, orange Gatorade bath for uh, Coach Reed. Uh, Jonas, I believe you took the red. And we had all hoped it was purple. In fact, it was purple. I knew it was going to be it was, purple. It was purple Gatorade bath. Why, why did you open so good? Yeah, Purple's it good. It is good. The grape Gatorade? It's good? delicious. It's yeah. the best. It's so good. Why do you do that? Way too much sugar for me. Jonas, you had correctly predicted over for Jalen Hurts' rush attempts. It was at 10.5. He hit 15. Brady, I'm sorry. He was the leading rusher of the one. game, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, Pacheco had more yards. Meanwhile, LeVar, oh. meanwhile, LeVar you were correct that uh, Patrick Mahomes would get the under on passing and rushing yards combined. It was at 318.5, quite a lot. He only had 182 passing, 44 rushing. Crazy. Uh, Pacheco. Good call on over. Pacheco, 49 and a half. I think he had like 75, right? Rushing? On the- 76. So, yeah, six more yards yeah. than Hurts. Yeah. Jeez. And uh, correct, everybody was correct that there would uh, be no coaches' challenges, or at least it hit the under of one and a half coaches' challenges that were overturned. And largest fourth down conversion, we had all hit the over of two and a half. In the end, it all came down to LeVar winning over unders. Damn it. Wow. Well by, done, by, by one wow. over Jonas. Wow. Well done. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Gosh. I can't wait to play this game again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Why are y'all laughing? By one? I think at one point in time you quit multiple yeah. times. Uh, this well, game, I quit so. every, every week. That wait, I was lost. this the one he quit or was the spread the one he quit? I think he quit all, all of them. Yeah, I quit all of them. Because you've been good at one of them. Like, yeah. one of them you've actually been really good yeah, at. Yeah, but when I'm bad, I still quit. I think it was over-unders. That's two years in a yeah, row you won over-unders. One. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I won. Good job, LeVar. Yeah! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.